the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday, and I hope it finds you well out there. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Like you didn't know, allamericangold.com is the website. And it is, you know... We say 2024, the year of chaos. It's it, it already it it already is, isn't it? Uh, the the ruling, the Trump ruling, uh, which uh, you know, Jason and I, we're not big Trumpers. Uh, you know that that's. Um, I wish he wasn't such an egomaniac and all that, but you know what? I voted for him twice, and I may be voting for him for the third time. But I'll say this about this latest one, and I don't, you know what, I'm not an expert. I don't follow all this stuff, you know, and he's got, uh, you know, the stuff with his, well, I don't know, his cousin or something, whatever, or and Gene Carroll and all that. I don't know about any of those things, but this one had to do the weirdest thing and, and why you all need to worry about this, and, and I'm I'm hopeful it gets overturned. But this was a, a case where the bank, in this case it was Deutsche Bank, said, hey, you know what? Yes, we, we believe in, in this, uh, mostly centered around Mar-a-Lago, that uh, the property is going to be worth this. And they let Trump the money to develop it. You know, like they do. We, 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 we have that all the time. Big commercial development, and in this case, high-end commercial development. And at the center of this case is the state of New York said that, well, it really wasn't worth that. And essentially what, 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 what occurred here is uh, Deutsche Bank, said, well, it's, first of all, it was Donald Trump. He has a great track record of building these high-end locales, and, and, you know, he always pays his bills. He's got great credit, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, we gave him a high valuation because they knew, right? They knew. They're like, well, guys, you know, in order for him to build it, it's going to cost X, Y, Z, and we wanted to make sure that we got the loan. So we valued it at XYZ. And guess what? We were right. And uh, he paid it. And yeah, I mean, in, in the state of New York, well, really a judge decided, well, I don't like that. I don't like that you got this valuation. And I don't think it was really worth that. And therefore, ergo, here's all these fines, right? Blah, 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 and da, 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 and yada, you know, $385 million in penalty. I'll just say this. Is this the country, is this the United States now where the banks can go in and say, yeah, 
yeah, we gave them that evaluation. We agreed with the evaluation, and we lent them the money, and he paid it back. And then a judge will say, well, you know what? We don't think it was really worth that, so therefore let's let's go after the commercial real estate developer. Jason, that's just asinine. And, and really, if you're a commercial real estate developer out there, what are, what I wonder what you're thinking right now. Yeah, your volume is you way me? down. Yeah, My there you go. Volume's way down. There you're we go. Now. You're good. Isn't it the business of the lender how much money they want to lend? If I uh, if I want to give them collateral, if, if my collateral is five ounces of silver and they want to give me a million dollars, isn't it the lender's business if they want to give me a million dollars on my five ounces of silver? I, that's the way I see it, at least. Yeah, that, I, I think that's the way most people see it. And, and even I guess maybe. Maybe and, and and even this one's not not really. I mean, if he had defaulted on it, right? Could there be an issue? But again, I go back to you, which he didn't. But I go back to what Jason said. The lender's the one that you know. As we all know, we all get uh, loans. You you buy a house. You, you buy maybe you're buying uh, uh, the 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 building for your your small business, whatever it may be. We all know how it works. The bank sends out an appraiser and says, hey, the, the, the house or the building, whatever it may be, the land, it's worth X. And this is how much money will lend you on that particular piece of property. I mean, that's just how it works. And so th- this decision, uh, it really is uh, something that I think a lot of people in the like I said, in in particular, the development industry are probably sitting there going, "What the heck just happened? How how can this be?" And and New York has these some of some crazy laws that are really uh, vaguely written that they they found a little loophole to try to go after this. But uh, again, Jason, I hope this doesn't become precedent uh, because it will definitely have an effect. Uh, on future development and the way uh, banks and developers and their relationships. I mean, is that what I guess is that, that's the country now? The judge can say, well, you know what? I don't care what the bank says or the appraiser. I know better, right? And you know what? F- 20 years later, you owe us hundreds of millions of dollars. It, it just, it really is uh, the year of chaos. It, it just is. Yeah, it is a scary precedent, Joe. Anytime uh, government decides you're going to come in and dictate private business, that's uh, it's, it's one of the worst things. You know, it's what uh, uh, federal income tax. That's that's government uh, dictating what the average citizen has to pay them. Uh, it's illegal. It's unconstitutional. But here it is, right? For how many years? Yeah, exactly right. Another sign of way too much government, right? State, local, federal, you name it. There's too damn much of it. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow is flat. Uh, it's down, but like. 15.15. The S&P is down 27. The NASDAQ's down 167. Uh, Gold is up again, uh, 2027. Silver at 2305. 
the 10 year note down to 425. Crude oil at 78.50 right now. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, the year of, of chaos and, and being prepared because I think after the year of chaos, I think it's going to get real tough. Right? 2024, there's going to be good days, big up days and, and, and some good stuff. There's going to be some bad stuff. Right, bad days. Right, we're we're gonna have a lot of volatility. What ensues after? Things gonna be a really tough end of the decade for for a lot of people, particularly in debt markets, and uh, that's why we keep saying, you know, diversify, being diversified. Uh, why refi? What a great company! First, it, you know what. How much? How many of you out there are like? Gosh, yes, I, I own Apple. I hate it, but I but I own it, and I own Microsoft. And gosh, I, I had to buy Meta and Alphabet because if I don't buy those companies, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get hammered, right? I, I gotta buy the Magnificent Seven, and you just ain't doing it. But you gotta do it, or like a lot of us. Well, I'm not doing it personally, but my investor is, right? Right, you know that 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 thing that's happening. Why refi? You get up to ten point two five percent fixed rates of return. You can turn your income on. You, you can turn it off. Right. You can use it as as hey, I'm just going to use it as monthly income if you want to. You can reinvest it. There's no attack on your principal if you if you need your money back early. No attack on principal at all. You get it all back. Now, you do have to have $50,000, uh, but you can use an existing IRA. Some of you can use a 401k. And it's actually something you get to feel good about. right? This is uh, the private student loan market that they're involved in, where most of these people defaulted three to six months after graduating from college. Because unlike the federal money, you don't get the, you know, the deferment. You know, the federal government only will lend you 20 grand in over four years, right? They'll give you five grand a year. But uh, I don't know any single, I, I don't think you go to community college for five grand anymore, right? I mean, you definitely can't go to U of A or ASU or, or Colorado, Colorado State. Right? You can't go to those places for five grand. So you got you to gotta go to the private lending markets. And, and, of course, uh, just like that, they get all the protections. It stays with them forever and blah, blah, blah. Well, why refi? They go through this huge process because they agree, listen, not all of these people deserve a second chance. But they, what they found is a lot of them do. They've got a good job now. The problem is the student loan default that's on their credit scores, their credit scores are like 405, and they can't. The, the good part is they don't have a lot of debt because nobody will loan them any money. The average person that, that Y Refi helps has their entire student loan debt paid off in eight and a half years. Totally paid off. That's like a car loan anymore, right? They pay it off. And, and so, it, it, you know, you get great returns, 
along with, man, you can feel good about it, too. That's hard to do, right? You can't say that about a lot of things anymore. Check them out. Invest. YREFI.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com. Or call them at 888 YREFI24. And, and Jason, just one last thing on the Trump thing, because I did not know this. Just for Donald Trump to appeal, because, and again, crazy laws written by, by government. Uh, he has to pay a deposit, a non-refundable deposit, 45, because they made, and part of the reason why they threw this huge judgment out that I'm learning now is they know this law in New York. So he's got to put down like $45 million just to appeal it. Uh, and so uh, it's going to be interesting. They are also charging them 9% a day. So it's costing them $90,000 a day in interest. Uh, uh, man, it, it really is scary when you think about some of these laws that are written that most of us have no idea. I mean, really, truly have no idea uh, what it is that the government's capable of, and there's enough loopholes in a lot of these laws that, Jason, they really can go after anybody whenever they want. And now, you know, yesterday on the half-empty cup, we talked about the Supreme Court case where they're arguing that the government can use what they call, what, what, compelling, uh, I, I don't know, it wasn't compelling evidence, but uh, compelling information that they can censor your right to free speech. I mean, it's really, it's crazy what's happening right now uh, to America, and most people don't even realize it, right? Because a lot of people, I get it, they're sick of it, right? They're sick of Donald Trump. They're sick of Joe Biden. They're sick of COVID, right? They're sick of all this. They're sick of war. And they stop paying attention, and they don't even really know what's happening right now. No, it's uh, there's there's a lot of distractions out there. There's a lot of attempted distractions. You know, it really when it really boils down to uh, what the individual should be doing about all this stuff is half the time, at least maybe more. You should just shut the TV off, shut your phone off, and uh, go into your own business and, and uh, your own family, friends, and figure out how that situation is going to get better. There's the control you have, right? You can't control what some control what some judge in New York. What, what, what judge in New York is going to do whatever to Trump, right? It, when it comes to, 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 to the news cycle, I'm always suspicious of everything. I mean, it seems like the more Trump fights for freedom, the more freedom we lose. Isn't that kind of weird how that happens, you know? Yeah, that's what it seems like. It seems like it's 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 just the way it's supposed to happen. So, uh, yeah, but I uh, I try to focus on local as point. much as I can. Interesting point, right? <laughs> if if Donald Trump had ridden off into the sunset, right? They they probably would have let it all go, right? And none of this would have. But by him not riding in the, off into the sunset, I guess we found out uh, what what really is what this is really all about. So uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, we had earnings out today. Walmart came out. They beat earnings. Not you know the typical Walmart. You know four five cents, and and they, we beat revenues. Uh, same source sales. Very interesting. They were up three percent. Last year, they were up 8.5%, so up 
a lot less this year. The interesting part, the average ticket was down. And Walmart is saying, yeah, we've got a lot of people shopping down. In other words, people that, well, you know, I, I go I go to, to, to the higher store. I go to AJ's or Sprouts or, or uh, I'm shopping uh, at Whole Foods or whatever it may be. But you know what? Got to the point now. I got to pinch those pennies a little bit. I'm going to go to Walmart instead uh, because it's cheaper there. Uh, and then the other thing Walmart warned about uh, is what sales look like for the rest of 2024, uh, well below Wall Street expectations. But the stock hit an all time high anyway today. And then Home Depot, Home Depot sales down 3%, uh, the fifth straight quarter in a row where sales are falling at Home Depot. Uh, They didn't give great guidance either. Uh, Home Depot stock was down today. And really, when you look at it, you know, for Walmart to say sales were up 3%, kind of tells you that sales were probably down if they hadn't raised prices, right? If prices were the same this you know, this this quarter as they were a year ago, sounds like sales would have been down. And look at Home Depot. Home Depot sales were down 3%, Jason, despite higher prices at Home Depot. So uh, the retailers, kind of an interesting picture uh, today. But again, normally when things slow down, this is kind of what we typically see, right? Walmart ends up being a winner because they've got the cheaper pricing. Uh, and then the other retailers just have negative sales. Yeah, what do you say? I mean, uh, Walmart is the last uh, the last place to go to stay cheap. I guess there's the dollar stores, I guess. I don't really do much of that. My, my wife has done some of that when certain situations like birthday parties or whatever it is but yeah yeah that's 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 what ends up happening you 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 have to pay for your your essentials and then when if there's not much left you have to go to what's the cheapest right yeah. and sometimes the essentials if i got to find the cheapest essentials that's usually walmart and so when walmart starts to do poorly which there is some some of that information once in a while it's to talk about walmart not quite what they used to be uh, that's when you know things are going to be bad joe it's it's a good good indicator yeah, and then the uh, conference board, the leading economic indicators, continuing this decline. And, and they've been declining the, what they call the leading economic indicators for a long time. Uh, this is the 22nd straight month of declines. That now equals the largest streak the longest streak of consecutive months of decline since right before Lehman Brothers and this is kind of the things that that catch my attention right we're starting to hit we we've gotten now uh, the earn, inver, the inverted yield curve it is now the longest inverted yield curve in US history what what was the previous longest one the Great Depression. What was the second previous long one? <laughs> Lehman Brothers, right? The financial crisis. Uh, and Jason, these are these are what I call the 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 bubble indicators, right? Because when you when you see these indicators that go now, look at like Elliot, it's almost two years. 
worth of declines, right? This is this is kind of the the uh, the, the bubble just getting inflated, 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 and, and when we know, right, when it does burst, it's going to be an ugly one. The the biggest positive contributor to the index was stock prices, uh, which has been about the only one uh, over and over very consistently. The biggest negative contributor, and this one uh, was interesting because you don't like to see this one, was the average work week. So this is uh, another sign, right, on this jobs stuff. That all of a sudden, maybe are they laying off? We, we get a lot of layoff notices. We haven't seen a big move in jobless claims. Uh, but Jason, the leading economic indicators are saying that people are working less and less hours. Yeah, and that's. I think that we've talked about that. That uh, I think some t- some of the jobless claims, first time jobless claims, unemployment numbers are skewed because uh, instead of firing people, because we all we talked about twenty twenty one, these businesses with the inflation, they couldn't find employees, and so I think these businesses have been a little uh, shy to fire people. So let's just ratchet down the hours, ratchet down the hours. You know, and what do they tell the employees? Like, well, it's you know, it's just it's just business. Right, and so what do the employees do? They have to go find another part-time job, and if they get fired from one or two other part-time jobs, they can't file for unemployment. So, uh, yeah, I, I think less hours per week is that's. I think that's part of the normal day-to-day business here in 2024, Joe. Yeah, sure, starting to look that way. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Tuesday. Well, I hate to say it, but uh, Fitch says we may have another smaller problem when it comes to multifamily. Uh, Wolf Richter. Uh, again, I talk about Wolf here. Uh, he, he's uh, does some really good research. Uh, Wolf Street, the website, apparently, according to Fitch, up to uh, 49, I guess they didn't want to quite get to 50, what they're calling smaller banks loaded up on multifamily loans that are now going bad. They're saying that uh, the vacancy rates in in the Sun Belt states, particularly Texas, Florida, Tennessee, and the Carolinas, are now going to cause uh, potentially these 49 banks to go under. Now, these are much smaller banks. Uh, the when we look at multifamily, that's your apartment buildings. In case you didn't know that, multifamily apartment buildings. And again, this is another issue caused by the Federal Reserve. Right? They're sitting there talking about, oh my gosh, look at the federal government, look at what these morons are doing, and look at how much money they're spending. But they never own up to what they've done. 
15 years of zero. So what happened in the case of these banks is they loaned out money for these multifamily, these apartments. And as we talk about commercial real estate, it's not like you and I. As an example, I own the building here in Arizona. Jason and I own uh, the building there in Fort Lupton. Right? We make our mortgage payments, right? And boom, it's paid off. That's not what happens with these big projects. Right? We talked about it a lot with commercial real estate. It's the same with these multifamilies. They do the interest-only loan thing. They do the adjustable thing because they want to pay the least amount possible because it's going to take a while to fill the building up. Well, all of these loans are coming due. And what's happened now, obviously, interest rates <laughs> are much higher. And some of these properties, unfortunately, they built so many, they're not full. And guess what? They're starting to go into default. Now, Fitch notes that most of the multifamily lending is concentrated in the uh, banking system. 40% of all multifamily loans are held by 10 banks, according to Fitch, right? And those are the bigger banks. So Fitch says, you know, they're going to be okay. But here's the problem with these bigger banks. They got commercial real estate problems. Now we're gonna. Now they got multifamily problems. We already know about credit card. By the way, big credit card merger as write-offs start to surge. Right? Did you see that? Credit One. What's in your wallet? Buying Discover card. That's actually not a great thing. Uh, and again, the more obviously more more or less choice. Right? I mean, I know that's not grammatically correct. The illusion that you have choices. Right? Everything owned. Uh, by just a handful, but in the case of multifamily, uh, they did say that 49 banks, unfortunately, that have uh, their average on these banks is about 1.3 billion dollars in assets. So these are are pretty small banks, right? When we look at uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank as an example, they had 200 billion in assets at, at one time. Uh, that these these smaller banks, Jason, look like, as we talked about, looks like these things are just going to get gobbled up uh, because of all the low interest loans that they, you know, let's face it, those are the only loans that were out there to be made. But now that interest rates aren't where they need to be, right, this is the problem. This is why you keep hearing Wall Street screaming about rate cuts, Right. This is why, because they know, hey, maybe these 49 banks, one at a time, aren't a problem. But if these 49 small banks all go under, and next thing you know, they take down 100 other banks that had, I don't know, $2 billion or $3 billion in assets, right? you can see where this chain reaction can come from. Yeah, it's all connected. It, we used to have a uh, competitive uh, business system in this country, and 
it's just gone. Uh, it's just gone straight uh, to the top, right, Joe? The smaller guys are being smaller fish being gobbled up by bigger fish. It used to be that the small fish locally could could uh, guard their territory, so to speak. But the rules and the regulations have just uh, and, and you know, subsidies for big companies. They, they've made it so that you know if you're if you're somebody who wants to control the business uh, of a country, you don't want ten thousand small businesses. You'd rather just have 10 large businesses that you can tell what to do and when to do it and you give them favors so they have to they have to march to your beat right and so this this is where it's going to be with these banks i just you know discover bank discover card being bought you know that's that's not good i mean i remember when i was a little i think i was a kid when when discover first came out it was like a new choice for credit cards and you know where is that where where is where is that gone joe and where that that's that's ancient ancient history and so, yeah, they're gonna. You're gonna. That's why we're gonna see the banks go away. Yeah, I, that's gonna be the question. Are these banks going to fail and then get gobbled up, or are they gonna get bought up? And I, I don't think there's enough liquidity. I don't think there's enough ability for the bigger banks to swallow up the smaller banks. They're gonna wait for them to completely fail, and pick up the skeletons, which are gonna be a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, right. That's just the better way to do it, right? Let, let's look at Silicon Valley, right? It was, I mean, J.P. Morgan, uh, pretty much stole. Right, the assets. Right, wait till they go under. We'll, we'll get all. We'll we'll buy all the stuff we think is good, and then we we'll, we just leave the FDIC uh, with the leftover garbage. Uh, but we'll see. And again, this one, just it's early with this one. Okay, but this is what we talked about. You know, at the beginning of the show, I think the the rest of this decade after the year of chaos this year it gets a lot harder. There's there's just no good outcome here because of the it was let's just call it what it was the idiotic policy of the central bank to leave rates at zero for 15 years it just really put all of these banks in a terrible position and and the fed should have known better they knew how commercial real estate worked they know how the big developers work they do interest-only type loans, and now, all of a sudden, a project that looked really good with a 1% or 2% interest rate, it doesn't look good with a 7 or 8% interest rate, right? Just, it's just kind of easy math. Hate the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, yesterday, we ran a, a great special. We had a $20 gold piece and two piece dollars for twenty one seventy five. Gold's higher today, and as I said, you know, 20 now, right? 22, 25, 22, 35 probably if uh, it's going to close where it's at right now. Um, here's what we're going to do today. Uh, we've got 20 left from yesterday. That's it. But let's let's do them. We've got these 2020s. You can get two piece dollars with it for 21.75. Or since we we actually talked about Donald Trump uh, because it was financially based here, or you can get a twenty dollar gold piece at 21.75, and we'll give you two Trump. Silver, uh, the uh, uh, mugshot coins. So if you want uh, some Trump mugshot coins uh, to go with it, same price, twenty-one seventy-five gold right now, two thousand twenty-seven. 
Um, there you go. So either you can take the peace dollars, two peace dollars, if you want, two Trump coins. Maybe you want a peace dollar and a Trump coin. However you want to mix it up, we don't care. Uh, we've got 20 of them left at 800 951 0592, a $20 gold piece, uh, and two silver coins, right? Whether it's the, the Trump uh, mugshot coin or a peace dollar, you get to decide how you want to do it. And Jason, I think it's going to be very, very interesting as we start seeing, like with Capital One and Discover Card. Massive consolidation, I think, is what we're, we should expect uh, in the debt markets. Uh, how about, like, Walmart? $2.3 billion to buy Vizio, the TV maker. Right? Walmart just said, ah, it'll make more sense for us. You know, we, we sell a crap load of TVs anyway. We might as well just own it, right? We're just going to own it. And, and, and it's an embarrassment of riches, right, where... Uh, it looks like you've got all of these choices, right? You still, well, gosh, I've got, I've got all these different brands. They all got different names on them, but they're owned by the same people. Did you not hear me? No, I heard you. I, heard you. I, I, I oh. thought you would continue on. I thought, uh, you're on a roll today. I, I just, uh, yeah, uh, once again, we're talking about having less choices because the biggest players, I mean, I don't know how many times we can say it, Joe, but that's you can't have uh, a, a wide variety of choices of things you want to do in life if there's only two companies doing it. And we already know uh, when it comes to anybody that's gone public uh, that BlackRock, you know, Vanguard, State Street, they own controlling issues in almost all the big companies. You know, they uh, uh, they own a large amount of, you know, you think Coke and Pepsi or McDonald's and Burger King are, are competing corporations, but they're owned by the same companies. So if you are BlackRock and you want McDonald's to change something they're doing, you have a lot of influence to just change it. And you can go to Burger King and say, you know what, we're going to change the way you do it also. And yeah, pretty soon your choices go down to nothing. This this is why, uh, Joe, you bring it up is that, look, you know, our, our, we kind of talk about standard of living. Well, part of the standard of living is having a choice to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, hey, I don't want to eat this. I want to eat something better until suddenly better becomes the thing you were trying to avoid. You know, I've, I've witnessed this over, over it, the years. You know, we just had better choices just years ago, and now it's gone. It, and this is about credit, right? And when you think about not having choices, you know, we're already down to, you know, 4,000 banks. And then they made a bunch of other things that really weren't banks into banks. So, a little, you know, over a little over 4,000, quote, unquote, financial institutions. You know, back to the 80s, right, we, we had like 18,000 of them. It's just choice. Then yep. you hear Fitch talking about, hey, well, you know, these 50 banks, they're, they're done. Right and and I'm okay and and these these hundred banks and these thousand banks and and now this talk of central bank digital currency now credit cards. It's not like we had a lot of choices to begin with, right? But but now there's there's two of the big players in the credit industry, you know, Capital One and Discover Card, right? That, well, now not now it's just Capital One. Less choice easier and, and the problem with less choice it's easier for the government to control 
simply put, hey, we can get you guys to do our dirty work for us. Uh, We saw it with COVID where companies started mandating, well, you got to get vaccinated, even though there was was no law, executive order. That's not a law. Uh, But the government is, and what we're seeing is, the government is getting these massive corporations to do their job for them. And when it comes to the credit markets, uh, real simple, right? They can enact social credit scores. They can, uh, they, they, they can do whatever, a carbon footprint, whatever they want. And these companies are like, yep, we're going to go along with it. And then all of a sudden, right, you're almost forced into it because there isn't another choice right then and, and that's really uh what's what we're seeing today with these two deals here just less choice and less choice and now fitch coming out and saying hey by the way yeah there's going to be less space and, and jay paul already you know remember 60 let's not forget that 60 minutes interview hey tell us about two percent interest rate what did that two percent inflation where did that come from? i don't know i don't know we made it up Right. Oh, well, what about banks? Well, there's there's going to be less banks. Yep, banks are going to go under and banks are going to get consolidated. I mean, he just said it out loud. Easier for them to enact a digital currency. It's just that simple. Patriot Radio News Hour. What did the founder and executive chairman of FedEx have to say about the debt crisis? That's coming up in the final segment. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday. The Half Empty Cup coming up next. Uh, we're going to be talking about the cost of illegal immigration to the taxpayer uh, on on the, the show coming up next. If you want to follow us, go to 1360khnc.com and you can catch it there. Uh, but the founder of FedEx... He's also the executive chairman, Fred Smith, talking about uh, the United States debt and its debt problem, saying that the BRICS alliance has set out on a deliberate course to dethrone the dollar. If that happens and we can't sell our bonds, I will assure you, the standard of living that we all enjoy today will be a thing of the past. And he highlighted that the dollar must remain the world's foremost reserve currency. And, and Jason, I think that was really uh, the, the main point of what Smith was saying, which was saying, hey, listen, I'm not saying that the dollar you know, won't be held. But if we're not the foremost reserve currency of the world anymore, there's no way they're going to be able to sell these bonds. Uh, And and again, we're getting to that point, right, where look at how many we have to sell. Just this year alone, we're going to have to sell over $10 trillion in a single year. And think, you know, 10 years from now, that number is going to be, what is that number going to be? $15 trillion a year, $20 trillion a year. And if the dollar isn't the king... Uh, of the reserves, and as he said, the foremost, 
you know, if we get down to closer to where, well, 50% of all the transactions are, are in dollars, uh, that's going to be a big problem. That, that's a big problem for the United States in this debt. And you're starting, you know, Jamie Dimon's already warned on it. A lot of the executives are all saying the same thing. And these guys, they're global companies. They see what's happening. Yeah, I don't see how that's we're not going in that direction. <laughs> Just uh, uh, we, we talked about briefly yesterday about how uh, same same uh, type of grocery trip in Russia is, is $105, what would be about $400 in America. Uh, that's not of uh, as secure of a currency as as the world wants. You know, the, the, you know, you have inflation in America. That's inflation for everybody who uses America's currency. So. The way that the world system will uh, have an antidote is to just use less dollars. You know, we're, we're in a world system whether we like it or not. So their antidote is not – and I, I know that people are like, oh, the dollar's coming to an end. The dollar is going to be dead. Well, then why didn't the pound go away, right? So the right. dollar will be here. But you're right, Joey. The, the less the less that it's used, the worse it is for this country. You know, the 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 standard of living that we keep we talk about keeps going down. It's still a pretty good standard of living in comparison to several places. But the standard of living in other places is starting to look a little better, isn't it, Joe? When you talk about Russian groceries, you know, maybe it's not as good to live in Russia versus America. But how long do we got till our standard of living drops to uh, the level of other countries? And that's going to be the the interesting thing here is what is that number? I wish I knew. Right? Don't don't you wish we knew? Right? right? Does it does it break down at fifty five percent or fifty percent? Right? Or or is it going to take something far greater than that? And that, that that's the part we just don't know already. Right? We're we're, we're struggling now with these auctions. Uh, and and, it, and again, it only gets worse. Twenty dollar gold pieces, twenty one seventy five. You get your choice of what you, with either two peace dollars, two mugshot coins, mix them up, all for twenty-one seventy-five. You get two pieces of silver and a twenty-dollar gold piece. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason and I are coming right back with the half empty cup. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 